following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Even if it ain't forever, glad I got to know y'all. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Devin is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Devin? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm doing all right, man. And I, that's that's the best way to put it. You know, I've had a relaxing fourth overall. I was kind of surprised. And uh, yeah, just having a good time. I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. And, and I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Show sure, man, and I want to yeah. thank you for for stopping by too. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Uh, are are the fourth? You said you, it was a pretty chill fourth. So do you normally yeah. have busy fourths, or you you doing you know, you doing stuff? You know, I when I was growing up, yes. Uh, the last few years, most of the time, it's pretty relaxing. Nothing like too crazy. You know, I'm not going to any fireworks shows. I'm not, you know, I've, I've seen enough boom, boom stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things like, you know, I can watch a lot of that stuff on TV. I've seen the, what is it over the, uh, that bridge in Britain, they always have like a huge firework thing for like Jubilee. Then you got like the new year's fireworks. Stuff. I get it. I know how they work, you know, uh, powder, <laughs> I get it. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, but no, I, I say chill because I got two cats. They're big and fluffy, and they are just terrified. They're kind of like dogs in a way. They don't like you know loud noises, boom boom, clack clack going on. And uh, I was surprised. There were a lot of people around us that they kind of cut everything off. I guess pretty early because I didn't wake up to like two you know huge cats sitting next to my head while i'm trying to sleep it was great nice nice yeah no i I mean the fireworks seem to always go off like so long on on that one day or on july 4th right um yeah i know it was was popping around my neighborhood till like midnight usually 9 to 12 uh and yeah I, I've had experiences where I had to go to sleep like at nine o'clock or eight o'clock when I had work in the morning super early. Yeah. And it would be just the most annoying thing, you know, like, <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to be a Debbie Downer, but I, I get it though. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like I get a little bit, but you go and do this for three hours. But um. I know it's one of those <laughs> things where like, I see those videos of like, whether it's a community organized thing or like it's Billy Bob, whatever. And they've got like a million things of fireworks set up. And then somehow they screw up the fuses and they all go off at once. And it's like a big, scary thing. And it's like, ah, and everybody freaks out in a way. If you're the like audience there, you're like, all right, let's get the show on the road. Like, let's just get this going. Let's wrap it up. Like I'm tired (laughs) of hearing and then you're waiting like six seconds. And finally, it's like, come on, come on. Like, let's, let's get this going. You know, like I got to beat the traffic. I got to do all this stuff. And it's like, at that point is it really like independence day. Right. Like you've had your hot dog, you might've had your beer, you might've had your favorite, like soft drink, whatever you want to call it. You know, you're thinking about traffic and stuff. Like, come <laughs> on, we gotta go to work the next day. Like you're not, yeah, you're not like, this is Independence Day. 
you know? <laughs> I, I agree yeah. with you. And I think we're showing our age because I agree with right. you. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I was younger, I was like, Fourth of July is one of the coolest days ever. <laughs> like, I get to bring, you know, a punk out or a lighter and I just, you know, run around the front yard. And yeah, it, it was a grand old time. And now I'm like, those women are running around out there and popping stuff. My cats have to sleep. Like, I'm, yeah. Yeah, man. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so thank you for for sharing your stories. Um, but bef- before we get really into the interview, I have to tell yeah. the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show what it is. So we normally start off with a few warm up questions just to set the tone. After that, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we'll turn to the wheel of fate where we'll give it a spin, whichever number it lands on. That's how the conversation will flow. And then after that, we'll finish it off with some close out questions. I'm good to you, Devin. Sounds great. All right, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I asked you how you were doing. My second question for you mm. is, what would you like the audience to know about you? You know, that although I wear these overalls and I've got a beard and I'm like this white guy with glasses, uh, I am not like intimidating at all. I'm always shocked whenever I hear people say, like, uh, I kind of have like a resting stone face. I know that some people use the B word for that, and that's, mm. but <laughs> I, I will say that it's like one of those things that I just, I'm like, I've heard a couple people, whether it's people close to me, not close to me, they're like, yeah, you can come off intimidating. I'm like, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I'm definitely not the strongest guy in the room. <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of chubby. I don't know. Like, why, why would they do that? And so I'm not intimidating. And then I would say the other thing is, like, as much as I am like any other typical uh, person that loves watching, like, sports, I'm a baseball fanatic, uh, love the stats and everything going on with that, I am an avid fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm married. I have my wife. Doesn't mean you can't be gay, but just saying that it's one of those things like I have gained a huge appreciation for that whole realm, not only of TV, but of that culture. And yeah, it's like one of those things that I think some I think a lot of men could learn not only comedy from that, but they could learn to appreciate like some of the skills and stuff that that takes, whether it's actual dancing, you know, whether it's exotic dancers or your burlesque or you have your drag, you know, performers, there's like a lot of work in that. I can't do that stuff, man. I can't, I couldn't do the makeup and the dance numbers and the choreography, the lip syncing with every single song that is going to come up on a playlist and do all this stuff. And I, I found it surprising. It's been, it's been, what has it been about four, about four or five years. And yeah, like people every now and again, you got to give something a try or a chance that you normally wouldn't. And for me, it was more that it was just a reality, like competition show. You know, other than like cooking, culinary competition stuff, I would, you know, most reality, I'm like, I am not a Survivor fan. I don't care about (laughs) The Bachelor. You know, why would I care about this? And now it's, oh man, 
it takes over your life you know she's got all-stars regular seasons the uk italy rupaul's going everywhere so like if it, if it feels daunting that you can't catch up you can't i promise for yeah. sure that's what's up man yeah. i mean it's 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 not a show i have checked out myself um yeah. I, I do so like it seems like you've been exposed to this side of uh society or you know, a pocket of culture that um yeah like i what well, what do you think is um what took so long to, to get to that point oh. so uh i think what took so long for me uh would definitely be i, I grew up in southwest missouri and specifically uh christian county and so like we had more churches than gas stations right uh brad pitt he's from like a similar area he's from green county which is like the county right over and so he said that like in a 60 minutes interview that yeah more people sought god than gasoline so it's one of those things where when you have a culture that's based off of something that many believe to be sinful or not good uh that's part of it i never grew up really all that religious i think the other part is just being in that type of environment uh people don't like using the term toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. but i know it exists man i know it does i i experienced it i know that i you know i i can remember like when i would be playing sports or what have you just the comments the stuff that you hear whether it's from the crowd or your own coaches like yeah you look back at that now and you're like yeah that was not very pc i have to admit (laughs) um and so it's one of those things where i think part of it was that i think the other part is everybody tries to be very good about not judging a book by its cover right and that cover is super colorful it is super loud and like you know just flamboyant is a great word for that and it's meant to be and i think for a lot of people especially me in the beginning it was one of these things of like i don't know if you know i like stuff like uh breaking bad like how am i how am I going to coexist loving Breaking Bad and liking, you know, something like RuPaul or like something like a competition drag show? Like that just seems a bit odd, especially if I'm not part of that community directly. Right. I'm not yeah. uh, homosexual at all. And so yeah. it's a spectrum for everybody, obviously. But it's one of those things where it's like, I know I'm not in that how can i appreciate it and you realize that it's just like you can appreciate it in so many ways and as long as you do and you stick up for people in that community as well as the performing art of drag which has been around for a long time uh yeah you just realize that it's like it's kind of like sports or anything else in life where it's like you just have to have the thing that you're wanting to stick by right Mm -hmm. Like, I I was born in Missouri. I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. Why do I just act like the St. Louis Cardinals getting to the playoffs or getting to a World Series is like, just, oh man, it weighs on me. Like, every time we get to September, October, I'm like, man, what is our record? How many games back? Like, what are we going to do for this and this and this? (laughs) And And it's the same thing. Like, the game doesn't matter. 
right? It's more about my enjoyment of it when they do succeed. And it's the same thing with like drag queens. Uh, there's one that's from Southwest Missouri. Uh, her name is Crystal Method. And <laughs> yeah, and she's great. She's amazing. She's weird. And she does all these crazy things. Like it's like one of those things where when she was on the show, especially, which it was only a couple seasons ago. So I had been watching the show for a while. It was just crazy to see somebody from my area of the world and they're doing their own thing and I relate to it and I'm not part of that community at all. Like it was this crazy feeling. And so you, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside about something that you never thought you would have that feeling about. So well, it's for great. sure. I mean, in, in yeah. a way you like, aside from being a, you know, a, a drag queen competition, uh, we're in a way you're still part of that community just because He's from your community, right? right? Um, yeah. And so yeah. it's easy to root for when I, I'm from San Francisco Bay Area. So when someone co- yeah. like makes it from here, we're all cheering for them. You know, it's just right. like then we get together. Right. It doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> usually yeah. um, what they're doing. If they're doing something great, then we're, we're we can support them easily or like we want to. Uh, the energy right. is just there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now I hear you. And as far as the intimidation thing, the reason why I asked is because I haven't gotten into into it uh, myself. I don't think I've ever given it a chance. Um, Yeah. And like, I was just wondering for myself, like, why is it taking so long? And I'm not a big competition person, like as as far as American Idol and, and, you know, those kind of competitions. So maybe that's it. But also maybe it's just because, you know, like I haven't given it a chance. So this is giving me something to chew on. and back to the intimidation part, I think it's the beard, man. Like, especially if you it's gotta be, yeah. <laughs> in your de- yeah. if you're in deep thought, um, and like you know you're you're in the zone, people just look at you. You probably look like somebody that's unapproachable. But uh, I hope right. they can tell yeah. from your personality on the show right now that you're <laughs> you're a very approachable yeah. person. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think maybe I furrow my brow too much. You know, <laughs> I feel like a cartoon character at times. I'm just like this oh, all the time like that you okay. know yeah and i'm not trying to do it right yeah. and then the glasses they they might think that like i don't know i think there's too many things that people are like i bet that guy's been bullied he, mm. you know he's a bigger guy he wears glasses i haven't heard him speak but i bet he doesn't have a super deep voice like i bet there's something about him that and it, and you know, they're like, he's been bullied. You got to watch that guy. Look, his brow, his brow is furrowed. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, guys, have you watched uh, RuPaul's All-Stars this season? <laughs> have you guys pay attention to that? You know, and yeah, it's, yeah. But no, the beard, the beard does it every now and again. And then other times people get kind of like, they, they just wonder how long you've been growing it. That's usually the question <laughs> I get. Yeah. Oh. Uh- I hate to be that person, but how long have you been growing? Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, right now, I did get it trimmed. Uh, this is only, yeah, what would that be? A couple months. I think it was really? early. Two months? Yeah, early. <laughs> er, early May, I think, was when I got it trimmed. So I had the beard before. It was like probably like down to here-ish, and then I got it trimmed up. Gotcha. So before then, I would say I had been growing it since... Like full blown, just I'm not gonna touch it. Yeah, probably end of 2019. Probably, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't the know problem is I... I get I get curly cues on my sideburns, <laughs> and then I, I you know people are looking at me and I'm just like sorry like yeah. i got this curly weird things going on you can't see my ears and it's just like Whoa, you know I got you. yeah and yeah. so it's just like what is going on with that guy's beard you know it just looks like i've you know you don't want to use the term like unabomber but you, you yeah. know you kind of get that vibe of like man you've been out in the wilderness like what are you doing like you don't have a trimmer scissors nothing <laughs> and you're just like I don't know, man. I just don't have to touch it that often. It's one of those you use beard oil or whatever and yeah. stay soft as a kitten, man. It's just, <laughs> you know, keep it around. Uh, I, I wish I had the patience to grow something like that. Um, I think I don't think I can wait, you know, wait two years for it to manifest. Um, yeah. But nah, I, I honestly can't tell. It's probably like you talk about the acrylic cues on your sideburns. It's probably your uh, headphones. You ever think of getting like a fade? Like it fades down. Oh like yeah, yeah. So now. like right now, if you look, like okay, it's yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. faded. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, when it gets long, that's when the the curly cues come out. And same with my hair. My hair feathers. If I was in the seventies, man, woo, watch <laughs> out, ladies. Like I would have been. Man, I had the. I've got the feathered long hair, the curly beard, and all this stuff. But no, in two thousand twenty-two, everybody's just like. Like, go get a haircut. Like, go do what you need to do. You know, and it's like you watch RuPaul, you don't maintain yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, man. So, yeah, so I mean, that's shoot, how man. it works now. If you're happy, then I don't think anything else matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, For know. me, it's more the wife. You know, I gotta, I gotta oh, make sure, yeah. you know, yes. if I cut it too short, she's like, you are a baby. Like, what is this? And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I got, I've got the typical like chubby white guy face. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just look like I'm too young. I, I don't have the age on me yet right yeah so yeah. once you get the age on you it's kind of like oh yeah you grizzled like ooh, wow like <laughs> he, he has character something's happened oh you know but no i'm still fairly young so i if i shave it's just like oh, everybody. like i'm just like <laughs> you know brand new man no i feel you man at least you know you have that in your back pocket if there's any point totally. in your life that you could need to look totally. young you just be like right Ooh. Uh, you if I got to go on the run. Exactly, yeah. Get a exactly. discount somewhere. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> um, all right, man. I got to move on and move us on to the yeah. sec- third question, which is uh, if I could do something to express the energy you possess, how what could I do for you? Like, how would you like to be honored? Yeah. So uh, there's three different things. And so I know it's just, you know, one part honored question, but I definitely would say the first thing is uh, if you can donate to Alzheimer's cancer research, those are two big things that have impacted my family quite a bit, impact a lot of people. Uh, The second thing is visit respect and through amazon if you do smile.amazon.com 
when you order stuff, if you're, you know, like me and you're like, man, I got to order stuff. I need it in two days. Dang it. And so you're going through it. You can do smile.amazon.com and you can donate to Alzheimer's research, cancer. There's a lot of different organizations, but I do the National Park Foundation. So visiting a national park, going to a national park and respecting the grounds and everything else, but also just giving money where you can because in a way we're kind of loving our national parks to death you know like tons of people go to national parks and so it's one of those things where i think a lot of people think oh i pay that entry fee it's paying for all these other things that are going on well you still have to have amenities you still have to have people taking care of those amenities like bathrooms trails roads all those things And uh, the entry fee, it covers a lot, but it doesn't cover everything. And uh, those natural areas, I think there's times where we forget that that very easily could have been bought by somebody like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos and turned into the next ski resort somewhere. And instead, we get to enjoy it as a nation, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of my second thing. And then the third thing, I would say that, uh, you know, really taking a deep breath and sitting back and just looking around at the people that are around you, whether it's friends, family, even like those people that you work with that you at times are like i wish i didn't know your name i even those people you have to realize that you're around them for whatever reason and that we're all people and that in a way getting this far as a civilization as we're in right now it's kind of remarkable like it's really crazy to think that we live in a place where we all can kind of co-harmonize with each other, even if we have our bouts of really awful things happening. Um, There still is quite a bit, especially in the U.S., that kind of connects us together rather than separates us. And I I enjoy, because I think my brain goes to the negative quite a bit, where I, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten that impression honestly. Would go, <laughs> I yeah. know. I know. I know. Yeah. I, well, it's like they say, right? Like the happiest jovial, right? You're Robin Williams of the world, right? They're the ones who you know, when the lights are out and everything's quiet, it it turns into a bad neighborhood up there, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like one of those things where you know, for me anyway, I try as hard as I can to like, yeah, just take a deep breath. And kind of realize like yeah like it's pretty remarkable that i've got the cats that i have my wife reminds me that a lot uh she's like i found these cats and you didn't want them you were like oh well maybe we should like wait a day and adopt the little cat later but i made you adopt that cat and now look he's your best friend and he did you know and it's like yeah as much as i don't want to admit that it's at the same time, it's like, yeah, I love my kids, love yeah. my wife, love my family, uh, friends, all that. Even the people that I work with in my day job, it's like, hmm, I can't believe we're all together in this moment. And we're all at least trying to do our 
our best. I think most people are. They're trying to do their best. For sure. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just sit back. And be like, yeah. yeah I got man. you, man. I got you. We're it sounds like you, you got a yeah. deep appreciation for, for life in general. Um, and that's something yeah. I can appreciate as well coming from you. I think, I don't know. But it just seems like not enough people are counting their blessings as much. Uh, yeah. And, um, it's hard to remember them all, man. Right? True, true. Easy to remember the minimal things that are just bugging the F out of you. Right? But all the things that we are blessed with, whether it's a roof over our head, food easily reachable, you know, plumbing. You know how many centuries we've had where there was no plumbing <laughs> or sewage system or nothing and we're living in a time where that is you know it's like oh man and so yeah i mean it, it is easy to point out all the little things that are doing that because of how many good things we do have so yeah it's it's difficult it's like something that everybody's got to work on you know for sure for sure uh, thank yeah. you for your answers uh and now we know and we know exactly how we can honor you. Yeah. Um, do it, people. Do it. <laughs> we, I think yeah. we will, man. I think we will. Honestly, do. Yeah. Uh, and then my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? I like this question, man. This is a good one. So, honestly, I would say right now it is an eight. Um, I would say there are days where it's a 10. Uh, where it's like I, anybody could come up to me, ask any question, and I'd be like, you are going to get the raw, organic, from the field Devin right now. Like, you are going to get that person. And then there's other days that, yeah, it's like a two or a three. And you're like, mm. who am I? How did I get here? Why did I do that? Where is this going? Do I even know what that is? Like you just, you kind of like lose yourself a bit and it ebbs and flows, right? But I would say I, I got a, a diagnosis medically not too long ago uh, of something that I had struggled with for a long time. And it's one of those things where I would say before that diagnosis, I was very much like on a regular daily basis instead of an eight, I was probably like a five or a six. There were a lot of things that were, I was just like, what the heck? Like, how come, you know, I can't do this or do that or, you know, change this, change that. And, you know, part of it is like not being so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. I think honestly, you get to know yourself when you're able to evaluate yourself and understand who you are. And that includes a lot of stuff that like on a resume so to speak are your negatives they're your cons right mm -hmm. it's like it's like oh i'm a perfectionist that's what i am that's my con like okay <laughs> yeah we get it it's like no actually it's you're a poor actor like you're not mm -hmm. good at delivering that answer like you know and it's one of those things where yeah i i think once i think right now being on average at around, around an eight every day that's uh, and i like it I, it's way better than being at a five or a six most of the time and it's one of those things where the people who are at five and six you know it, they fluctuate too there's days where they're nines and they're ones right 
And so it's one of those things where all it takes is usually a few different things to kind of click in or an experience, sometimes a good experience, sometimes a bad experience for that number to, to go up or down. For sure. You know? No, yeah. I, that's how I normally describe my answer to this question as well. I'm at a five on average because <laughs> it's yeah. always it's yeah. always up and down, um, and yeah. depending on where I am in life, if I'm in a great place, probably eight, nine, ten. If I'm in a, in a bad place, I'm probably one or two. Because you know, like let's say some people out there are very confident on the path that they're going, right? Right. And then some unexpected life event happens where now they can't do that path. So where are you gonna go yeah. then? So I think that's mm-hmm. where knowing versus not knowing happens. Um, yeah. But that's dope, man. I'm glad you're you're at least you're at an eight now. So you're you're on the uh, on the peak instead of a valley. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you have that that uh the, the right point of view though, right perspective of knowing that even if you are in a valley, it's it's gonna end up going up again. Um, yeah. 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 And if it goes down. Yeah you're gonna learn like <laughs> you'll learn something you'll the number doesn't something. stay the same it, it will yeah and uh and sometimes like that's like i don't know there's times where you don't want to like you don't want to feel like you're suffering so to speak but you do want to there are times in life where it's like yeah this is my turn to like really grind this time period out right like this isn't going to be fun but i gotta do it and you do what you have to and you go through it and you realize how many mistakes or misdirections that you took and you learn you you live and you learn i I hope i hope we learn it man i know for me yeah yeah i haven't been taking notes which (laughs) uh uh-oh but yeah yeah it's all in here right it's all it's all in the right. head yeah. yeah it's over there it grows out of my face i just pick one off you know that's yeah yeah i mean i i think we can say that or i'm sorry i grouped you into we but i think i can say that because i've made the same mistakes over and over again and then i'm still making oh, yeah. similar mistakes almost every day so i'm still trying yeah. to grow trying to learn that lesson man um, yeah i just like you know how they say uh insanity is like doing the same things expecting mm-hmm. a different result uh i don't i'm not ready to admit i've been saying just yet so <laughs> right right oh, yeah. exactly yeah i haven't gotten a call from uh, a hospital of any kind so i'm gonna keep <laughs> doing this and then one day yeah Devin, please come to the front desk and i'm like oh no like this is the day this is the one it's like uh man and as long as you keep you know um, people who accept you around you and close to you i don't think you have anything yeah. to worry about um right and yeah i hope the people that think we are crazy can like at least be open to talk to us and you know have that conversation yeah. before the judgment yeah. y'all before the judgment exactly exactly you're judging my book again man like no <laughs> Don't be doing that. You haven't read the inside cover, the back cover, middle pages. I got a photo section in the middle, kind of like biographies. You ain't been there yet. Come on, man. That's like, a, yeah. That's a crazy uh, a metaphor, man, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, do I, I always read the back covers when I was a kid. I don't know if you were familiar with VHSs, but uh, oh, yeah. So I would always read the, the back of a VHS just to get the plot right. summary. So I think this you know people don't judge the cover but at least read the the back of the 
the right. back page and i think this totally. podcast is the, the the back page of that um totally so yeah. all right boss uh we made it to the icebreaker icebreaker portion but before we do that i gotta remind the folks out there that if you are enjoying the podcast please like if you might share if you care subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there back, back to it yeah let's head over to the icebreakers do it here's the icebreaker stage man um so i got two for you one is the first one is a point of view i'm going to give you a couple statements and you're just going to let me know if you think they're true or false you agree or disagree or any thoughts you might have around that statement um so my first one for you is overthinking is a bad thing yes if it is about emotions and negativity but overthinking is an okay thing if it's about uh your surroundings like you're kind of like uh your initial thoughts or your intuition so to speak it deals with like your survival taps that like monkey brain ears right like if there's something like that the overthinking part it's kind of just to be on guard to be cautious what have you but if it's about an emotion or a situation that's happened or it's dealing with negativity like man i could have done this better like i wish i could have done you know da, da, da. but next time next time i'm gonna do this and then yeah it can be quite the negative thing but i i've overthought on a few different situations and i'll hear somebody say like Oh, I never thought that would happen. And I'm the only person in the room is like, yeah, I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I thought it yeah. definitely would. And I'm glad I thought of it because I got out of there. Unlike you people like that's, you know, one of those things where it's like there are certain instances in life where your brain's going to race a bit. And I've noticed when it races a bit and it's a good thing usually it does it's always something intuitive something that you can't explain immediately but then after something happens you're like oh yeah this is crystal clear like i totally understand why my brain went that way um i we me and my wife i took her to uh, up in the seattle area there's a greenhouse in this park it's near capitol hill and there's quite a bit of a you know transient homeless population up there but one of the like there's this guy sitting at a, a park table and he's got his laptop out and he's keying around you know doing stuff but he's got his laptop bag next to him and there's this guy i we walk around this corner and there's like trees bushes it's washington they got tons of trees and bushes and so it's like you walk around this corner and there's a bush right behind that table that the guy's sitting at and i just see this head pop out of the bush and he's like looking at me and like i'm looking over my wife and i'm like hold on a second like what the heck yeah and you just you know it's like why is there a guy in a bush like this is not normal and <laughs> yeah like this is not like what is going on here well eventually since i stopped in my tracks right and i got a camera around my neck i look like a typical tourist right like i just i'm like i'm like oh, let's go to the gardens like you know and it's like one of those things where i like stopped and me and my wife stopped and she's like why are you like totally stop? i'm like this guy's got to get out of that bush like i'm not taking another step until 
you know, well, what he does, he hops out of the bush, he grabs the guy's laptop bag and starts running away oh, with it. And the shit. guy has to chase him down. The cops get called. All this stuff happens. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, yeah, he was just looking for something, right? Could have mm. been my wife's purse, could have been my camera, my wallet, who knows, whatever. And I don't know that person's situation, but like, it's one of those things where it's almost like in my head, I knew it was like, this guy ain't going to be asking for a cigarette, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like this guy's looking for something more and yeah, your mind races because you just know something's off. Um, but then there's other times where, yeah, no, I, yeah, I've thought way too much about something. And then I'm like, oh, well, that was never going to be a problem. Glad I spent an hour and a half thinking about all the ways this could have gone wrong. And it's not even something I have to worry about now. And mm -hmm. so that's when you feel like it's a wasted time. Way to go. Could have been playing a game, could have been cooking something, could have been enjoying myself. And instead... I was making myself miserable. How dare I, you know? Yeah, yeah. man. And I mean, you know, the reason why I have this question, because I do consider myself an overthinker. Uh, earlier, you mentioned something about how, you know, up here can be a nightmare sometimes or it can get really mm -hmm. dark. Uh, and I think yeah. I spent a lot of time as a kid, man, in, in that dark place. Um, I grew up an yeah. only child, so I had a lot of time to, mm. to, to think. Um, and uh, I think that's where... I wouldn't call it an addiction, but just my preference. Um, I knew I would rather, you know, overthink a lot of things. Like, I think what you were talking about earlier was like assessing your surroundings, assessing the situation and being hyper aware of like what's going on. Um, right. My, my dad would tell you that I'm not like that at all. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but uh, I think for, for me, like I think. I if I'm in a new place, I start looking for exits. I guess I start looking for, I guess emergency routes um, in case something does go down, or where where I can hide and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. What's it called? And I think I don't know for you. This is this is a weird thing I think about. Something I like. I think I consider no one else thinks about. But sometimes I think when I, if I ever got into my lowest point where I was I was homeless pretty much I think yeah. and I go to places and I'm just like where how can I utilize this area that if I ended up here or you know is there an uh, under yeah. overpass that I, I can find shelter in or is there um, you know some free public thing that, that is offered here uh, right just, now that I'm saying it out loud it is, it's weirder than I thought <laughs> uh, well uh, to, to make you feel better yeah. It's probably because you have a lot of empathy, man. It, you empathize with people and you wonder how did they get there to that point? But then you kind of look inward and you're like, well, if I was at that point, what would I be doing? Like, where would I be going? What would I be doing? And that, that happens. It does happen to me every now and again. Um, the reason why, like I said, growing up in Southwest Missouri, there were not a lot of like city areas and so there's not very many homeless and it's because everything is 20 miles away from each other and it's not like a city where everything is walkable and you have those resources and you have those things that you can get to and so coming out to the west coast and the places that i've lived yeah 
you you kind of think that like the second you see anybody that you can kind of tell is like yeah they're you know they're living out of their car they're living on the street they're doing what have you yeah that, that thought kind of comes in of like you know i i that's why i say that one guy you know in the bush i, I don't know what his life situation was but it's one of those things where i try not to I try not to, it is hard, but you, you try not to judge them or the situation they're in because honestly, you have no idea what, you know, ended them being there. And I think like in my mind, that's a little scary because you kind of go, what, what if that could happen to me? Like, what would I do then? And you start trying to like rationalize, like oh, I wouldn't burn that many bridges. I would have friends that I could talk to. And, and it's like, I think a lot of people think that way, but like what happens when you take a risk and it doesn't pan out. And those people, like when you took that risk, those same people didn't like you for it. Mm-hmm. And either one, they, everybody ages, everybody passes away or they just don't want to talk to you. And they don't care. They don't care enough. And that's where it hurts. And people don't want to think that way, right? But it's sad. It really is. It's, uh, but no, I've done that every now and again of like, you know, if I lived on this one street, that five guys, yeah, I'd be looking for peanuts quite often. Like, it's mm. a quick snack, you know? Like, yeah, there's yeah. a park on the other side. So that's where you get your water fountain. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is home base yeah. if, if it ever right. happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This street in this city, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, you could set up shop. I think it would be all right. You know? Yeah, man. Thank you. For, thank you for sharing that perspective. That hasn't been a way I thought about it um, as far as like empathetic way. Uh, I, you know, my negative mind overthinking about it would probably think like, oh, am I just... You know how when they say, you know, you manifest stuff through your thoughts and feelings, like, is it a mm-hmm. part of me that's manifesting like this, this uh, not so great ending, you know? Um, right. And I mean, I hope I never get there. But now that you told me it could be a sign of my empathy, then I'm like, OK, that, that kind of makes more sense. <laughs> or at least that's yeah. the truth I choose to believe now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, for sure. For Ride sure. with it. Just yep. That's in the steering column. You just keep <laughs> going with it, man. Um, I, th- I think, uh, what you said about your last piece, I can't, rem- I don't want to butcher it or paraphrase it, but it kind of segues way into this next statement, which is how much, like, should we care about what people think of us? Mm. This is a tough one. I've, I've battled that question. I think a long time. I think a lot of people do, uh, overall you, and I, the only reason why I dislike this is because my mom said it when I was younger. She had like a little picture of it or something. But Dr. Seuss has a, qu- a quote, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, of those uh, those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's the thing that like people have to hold on to is you you want people to always think the best of you but at the same time there are folks in this world that like no matter what i do or did or say or whatever they would not think highly of me 
And so it's one of those things where you're like, do I really need to care what those people think? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and another weird quote to throw out here, but RuPaul uh, in a song and says it on the show quite often. If they ain't paying my bills, I don't pay them no mind. <laughs> And that, I mean, that in a way is true. And I think like family and friends, they do pay a bill for you and it's emotional connection. It's not money. It's not, and that stuff, that's what, that's why that is so precious is because it's not something I can go to a bank and ask for a loan for, right? All I can ask from them is forgiveness. That's it. And it's one of those things where it's like that emotional like bill that you have or that, you know, connection you want to feel, that enjoyment you want to have, just fulfillment in general. That's the bill that those people pay and you pay that bill for them as well. I mean, you're a part of their lives. And so that's kind of what makes it all kind of worth it. And so I would say to the question overall, no. You should just be your authentic self. And unless what you're doing is hurting others or is possibly like a misdemeanor or felony uh, penal code, what have you, even then, I don't know, marijuana was illegal for so long. And yeah, people in the 60s knew like, this is dumb. This is like, why are we doing this? And so it's one of those things where basically the people who, if you partake in marijuana, go, well, that's against federal regulation. And so that that's bad. You're a bad person because you do this. Those are the people that's like, yeah, I don't care what you think, really. I, you know, <laughs> like that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, like I said, because of my job, I, I don't do that. I, you know, but I'm yeah, still not going to yeah. judge, judge somebody who does like, I, right. yeah, sounds I like a fun ride. <laughs> like what, you know, why not? I, you know, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of all the people that are, that do. And want to let you know that we appreciate you <laughs> or people, yeah, like, you, people yeah. like yourself, man. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> all right. So just a heads up, man, we have about 10, 15 minutes left in the podcast. Let's do it. Uh, I just want to say thank you for for, sta- for coming through again. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, yeah, this is great. And um, so you have a choice right now. We can skip the second icebreaker, which is the word association, or we can go to the Wheel of Fate to give it a spin. Um, either way, I'm kind of leading towards just doing the word association and maybe even save this the wheel for maybe a part two because like, let's do it. Where we're talking about, you know, a lot of good stuff and I think you would deserve you deserve a second episode just for the wheel itself um awesome so. man let's do it let's right. do it let's jump into the word association then um right. the record is 12 right now uh you basically basically have 34 seconds to give me as many wor- like responses as you can i'm gonna throw you a word and you give me the first thought or first uh word that comes to mind all right uh, let me pull up the countdown and here we go in three two one people whoa people culture pain agony regret always crazy psycho 
fear can be conquered happiness enjoyment food is everything life death hope obama failure regret age Ooh. what was that last <laughs> one what was the last one is a number age is a number uh, you got yeah. 11. You were so close. Uh, Man. Yeah, yeah. That, Man. That was a good run, though. That was a good run. It that was. was. I was going to say, I, I like sat there thinking about it, and I'm like, man am i trying to do one word or can i combo this i tried to use conju- what do they call it conjunctions i was using conjunctions that way you can't use it as a counted word and word uh made by microsoft i, I will do that <laughs> but 11 i'm happy double digits double Woo. digits man that, that something to yeah. be proud of for sure that's uh one word every three seconds it's almost two three seconds so yeah no no shame yeah. in your game um yeah man i do want to ask you one thing though you yeah. when i said regret you said always think yeah um yeah why, why always man always because if you're thinking about regrets they'll always be there for you they mm. will be yeah they'll always be there yeah. it doesn't matter I, I mean it's like one of those things like uh I, w- the reason why i said always is because like when i think of people who uh, that I would think would not have any regrets, right? You're Michael Jordans of the world. You're Tom Brady's, right? You're sitting there thinking like, they can't have regrets. They did amazing things. You know, even if they stumbled, it led them to where they are, right? And you think that way, but it's like, man, they got regrets that like, you don't know. You have no idea. Like you, you know, they, they, it could be something that we would find to be really stupid, like, and they would regret it. You know, they'd be like, yeah, man, no eighth grade. We were supposed to pick, you know, our team's animal. I said bird because they can fly everywhere in the world. I got made fun of six years all because I said bird, man. And then I played a guy in the NBA named Larry Bird. Hated (laughs) it, man. Hated it. And you're like, what? Like, why? You got six rings, Mike. What do you care? (laughs) Like, you know, but that's the thing. Like, he ain't going to talk about that. He's going to talk about cigars and championships and all those good things. But yeah, but no, all regrets will always be there for you. Just don't let them uh, lead your life in any way. There's good lessons in some regrets. Like, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, kind of like what you're saying, you feel like you repeat yourself. Yeah. And like those situations may come up again. And if you correct it, if you are actually able to change what you did the first time and do the opposite, you've kind of fixed it for yourself. Take take that regret off the list. Like it's gone. It's gone now. I corrected it. (laughs) I hear you, man. Uh, The reason why it popped out to me so much is that I am a person that I consider some some of my actions and what I'm fueled by is regrets, you know, uh, mm-hmm. some bad decisions I used to make. I would tell myself like, oh, this is me pulling the rubber band back on like a slingshot or something. For the, the more more mistakes I make, the, the stronger the, the launch will be um, once once I finally let go. Um, and, yeah. you know, I think I'm in the process of letting go and doing all that good stuff. But it, you're right. It's always there. It's like one of my longest friends is regrets, right? Like, I can, mm-hmm. 
you were talking about something in eighth grade that Michael Jordan might be tripping off of. Uh, I know there's definitely stuff sixth grade for me that I, I'd be tripping off yeah. of every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. Yeah. I just hope the older we get, the more we can, um, I guess, move past it or it, right. it, it, it matters less. Uh, but man, yeah. sometimes, you know, right now I'm still feeling the effects of regrets I've had in my 20s. So I'm just trying yeah. to use that as fuel as much as I can. Right. Um, well, and I, that's what the younger generation is for, whether it's like, your own kids or like a niece or a nephew or just younger people that you interact with on a daily basis. It's one of those things like inevitably they will come up and tell you a story or talk to you or do something or ask a question, uh, especially little kids. They love asking questions. <laughs> uh, you know, they, it's like one of those things where like you definitely can like get, Oh geez. I'm supposed to learn Italian and I got this Italian EDM song playing every time I'm trying to learn Italian. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, but no, they, they will come up and like, they will start talking about stuff and inevitably whatever they're saying, you're like, yeah, that's like one of my biggest regrets or like, that's a thing that I totally bungled and screwed up when I was little or when I was a kid and one of the ones that I've had for so long, I, I, I played baseball, right? And inevitably, because of where I hit in the order, whether it was fourth, fifth, or sixth in a lineup, it's like when we got to the end of a seven inning game, it's like I always came up either as the person that needed to get on base to get something going, or I was the one that had to knock in a game winning run or what have you, you know, like you're that last out yeah and when i was younger you talk about a mental just like track me like your your brain is just going fast you're trying to get the signals from your coaches on the third base side you're looking at where the runners are about to go this pitcher you know that they probably they've only thrown you like three out of four pitches that they may have and you're like trying to decipher this whole situation and instead i think i should have been thinking this is great like this is a high pressure situation like this is exactly what you want this is what makes or breaks any great player and if you don't succeed it doesn't mean you aren't a great player it just means yeah you didn't make it that time and so you move on you have you but that's with age that's looking back that's with retrospective right but i hope that if i have a kid or like you know i've got a nephew that he's going to be playing, you know, sports and stuff. I hope that I can impart on them that it's like those higher pressure situations, like in a way you should be grateful you're in it because it's going to show you what you need to work on, or it's going to show that you were ready. You were ready for that situation and you did what you needed to do. And like there, there's all these times that I think of like when I was up and instead of hitting you know, a double and scoring the run. I did like in my analytical brain, the smart thing, which was like, I took the walk and then the batter after me, you know, hit it to the ground ball and the game's over. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I feel bad. Cause I'm like, man, I didn't get a single or double and guy didn't score. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you got to walk. 
which means if you did swing, you would have swung at balls and then you would have struck out on something yeah. you should have walked, right? Like yeah. it's, so it's like you can play the game all day and change those things, but that's like something that, yeah, every now and again, you know, you got those weird dreams where you're like, yeah, I recognize that weird field. That's in Fordland, Missouri, and it's ball field number five, and I know exactly when this is. And then you wake up and you're like, put me in, coach. Like, I, I could do it now. I'm an <laughs> adult, you. you know, like, uh, man. And so, yeah, but if I've got the nephew or younger kids that are like, man, I just don't want to, like, what if I get put in this situation? You can give them that perspective of like, I get it, you're young, it's scary just enjoy it like just enjoy it have fun and if you fail everybody's everybody who loves you now is still gonna love you and everybody who likes you right now is still gonna like you it's one moment right? for sure for sure yeah. and, I, and i hope your nephew listens to you man when you say that kids, yeah. have, kids like to ask questions but they also don't like to listen to the answers <laughs> i know especially if they're long man yeah. I, you know yeah. i'll admit i was the same way it's not because yeah. of phones or whatever it's just you're a kid you're like no no no. what's the point punchline punchline what's the point <laughs> you know and yeah and grandpa's like well was it 78 or 76 and you're like it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, no I, I work with kids now um with high schoolers and i always feel like i'm dispensing advice that they never asked for um, but I think it's important mm-hmm. because, you know, it's something it's stuff like lessons I've learned and I wish I could tell my my high school self. Uh, but yeah, now I hear where you come from. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. They always think that like their life or their situations, since it is theirs, it is specific to them. And so it's it's very hard, like as a teen to think like, oh, yeah, that you know that counselor that teacher my mom my dad they understand this like no like they didn't grow <laughs> up with instagram and all this other stuff going on like what do they know about and it's like man church rumor mills you thought instagram was harsh like whoo you wait until you know some granny from six towns over is like i heard what you did to mr johnson's hay bales and we're gonna come and find you and then you're like what that's not even me (laughs) i'm telling you man it's like one of those things where they can't equate it because they're like well who cares about that person it's like dude my mom and dad cared about that person and if they heard anything that that person said they would take it as gospel and Mm. you know instagram kind of does that with some people you know if they say like you know i love this thing then it's the best according to a ton of other people yeah and yeah you're just like you gotta get you gotta you gotta get the cosign you gotta get someone right to say they like you and then everyone likes you Uh, exactly yeah interesting how it works yeah yeah gotta get the likes gotta get the people hashtagging and retweeting and doing all this stuff i chase it too you know it is we're weird, trying. man. It, it's yeah. weird to know that we shouldn't care about what people think, but then also trying to do something where <laughs> that it relies on what people think of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, being in this uh, purgatory uh, limbo yeah. is it, it's a challenge, <laughs> but I think we can it do is. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll make it out. It'll be all right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, 
All right, man. So we made it to the closeout question portion of 34 questions. But before we do that, I want you to participate in this little exercise called the 34th mantra. Um, I'm going to ask you to fill in a phrase. It's I am, I can, I will. I am blank, I I can blank, I will blank. Um, Let me know when you're ready because I'm going to put you into the put you onto the stage probably the most uncomfortable part of the podcast just because you'll be talking to yourself you won't see me yeah. in the picture uh, so but let me know when you're ready and uh, i'll head you over there hit it here we go man all right go for all it. right hey man so i am a good and lovable person i can do better and listen to others who care and genuinely want more for me and I will accomplish the things that I need to and help others accomplish those things as well because remember you are a good and lovable person you are man you are and uh I wish you know it doesn't matter how much I can tell you that it's always going to be that voice in your head right Uh, right that's going to matter the most um but just know you got a fan in, in 30 and in 34, man. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> if that means anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it means a lot, man. You talk to a lot of folks and you work with young people, man. I tell yeah. you, it's a, it's a rough gig working with younger people. It really is. It's uh, it's one of those things you like, you know how they always say like, Oh, kids say the darndest thing, dude, they can say <laughs> some harsh stuff. Like, do you have any idea what sometimes they can like say or you hear that they say? What? Like, man, oh man. And so, yeah, it's one of those things. And like also working with younger people, like especially in a school environment. I know you said it's after school, right? Yeah, like, I, do. I, mean, I do work with after school. Dude, yeah, that's when their their lives like click back in, you know? Like I, that's how I remember it. That's how yeah. I remember it is like when you when you before school so like before the bell rang and you had to go to your classes that was like you and your friends somewhat like hangout time and you could gauge like how everybody was doing like a couple people would be like exhausted and they're like barely munching on a pop tart and then a couple other people they're like yeah man i got this class today we're gonna do this and this and this oh man i'm so like we're gonna do that and you're like i don't care johnny and then like you move on to whatever but then you go to, to into your classes and that's kind of like your work day as a kid right and so you're just like kind of going through the motions but being like a latchkey kid or having to go to like an after school program type of thing it was back to social hour right mm. like lunch is so fast anymore it's like 30 minutes like heck man there's seinfeld episodes longer than a lunch period anymore so it's just like it's just like dude like we're gonna talk about stupid stuff and then i gotta go right back to class and so it's one of those things where it's like it goes back to that social hour and it's longer than the morning one Mm -hmm. right and so it's like yeah yeah so it's like that's when your life clicked back in and so you learned things in that time but also like you gained experiences in a way like you know whether it was like you figured out that a friend was dealing with something you didn't know they were dealing with or they're you know some guy or gal you're talking to you're like am i developing feelings Uh (laughs) uh-oh 
And so yeah. it's, yeah, man, life clicks back in. It's not about what you got on some quiz or what chapter you're supposed to read that night. You're like, I'll deal with that when I get home. Like, you know, right now I got to figure out my social standing. I got to figure out what's going on. You know, that is interesting, man. And uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention because we do have challenges of kids. Like we have the kids who love what we do, but aren't really participating in our programs. Um, mm -hmm. I got to think of it in that social aspect, like you're talking about uh, and like what, what our kids uh, in my mind, my job is to get these programs filled up. You know, <laughs> I need to get right. the signups and get kids excited to learn outside of school mm -hmm. and hopefully something that feels more like an elective versus something they're forced to learn. Um, right. But yeah, man, I think the kids like when you say social hour, it, it does make me think of how many times I've seen kids just come in because their crush was there. You know, and just be yep. like, oh, I want to, I, I want to spend time with them because this, yep. this is the only time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like Zane. You do not care about art history one <laughs> bit. You draw stick figures, and I saw you making googly eyes at Samantha over there, and that's why you're in here. Like, you know, it's like that's <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like I'll admit it's totally tricky. I I did what was it? it was like 90 some odd hours of student teaching for a computer hardware class in a high school mm, right yeah and i always felt the social dynamic underneath everything that you did you know what i mean like you'd be doing a certain lesson and to keep them engaged it's almost like i had to throw something that i heard them say before the class even started like, you know, like I had to do something to kind of rope them in. And then since I roped them in, it was kind of like, oh, dang, man, Mr. Reem's watching us. Like, I know <laughs> he's doing, you know, and it's like, ah, dang. And so they're kind of like caught in. But if you can do it in a way to keep them engaged and they like it, right, yeah. where the word engagement doesn't even like show up. They're just like, no, 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 I genuinely like this. That's like where it's at and when you get them in that mode where they genuinely like it and they're learning a lot of things whether it's as an educator or as a person of interest that's just like kind of like what you're saying i'm trying to get these programs filled up they are going to enrich your life in some way i just hope that we can get it to connect there's no better feeling than somebody having like a genuine enjoyment of what's happening because you know that that becomes like what their passions are and what they're going to eventually develop into and you're like i found that thing for them like yeah that's a win man that's, yeah that's like i got it win. like uh, yeah it's man, curry man <laughs> curry draining the three that's like yeah it's yeah. like I, I i shot my shot and it went in and i know it went in and it's like awesome man <laughs> like uh, sure. which makes you think like curry he does it way more than he should like dang man <laughs> jeez like, uh, that's what makes him great man that's what makes him great yeah and i think yeah. that's i hope that's what we're all striving for in our in our work or in our careers or you know whatever yeah. we're pursuing is that we're trying to be if not the best at least somebody that's known as a professional someone that's a pro at what right. we're doing um yeah but yeah no you're right though like my happiest moments at work is when i see a program really take off or kids are super enthused about it and in my mind and I definitely appreciate my boss because she'll, she'll always check in on me and be like, so how, what you think? How you feeling? And, you know, I keep it short and sweet. I'm just like, you know, this, uh, it, it exceeded my expectations. Um, 
And yeah. it gives me a heartwarming feeling that I feel like I, I'm doing, I know what I'm doing. It's like affirming, right? Like, cause yeah. who knows what we're doing uh, most of the time. Um, but when you right. see something work that you had a vision with, and it's like, damn, um, you know, you're on the right track. So, yeah. Anything of a, a pursuit where it requires like an intellectual component the main thing that I try to remember is that intellectual component usually means there's not a guided set framework already in place. Mm. Right. Yeah. So like when you go to work at McDonald's, whether you hate it or love it, you know exactly what's going to go on any burger or any whatever. And on the screen, like it's going to tell you what they do or don't want. And it's very rigid. And for some people, man, they work amazingly well in that. And then there's other people that they're like, dude, this sucks. I hate doing the same thing over and over again. It was okay for like two days and now I'm just bored. Like, what is this supposed to be like? And so kind of like what you were saying, it's like trying to implement these programs where it's like, there is no like one, two, three, four steps. That's not how this goes. Like I have to gauge how you're reacting. Then I have to see what we can do to develop more. And then I have to, like, I'm basically playing with something that I don't know the outcome of. And it's that intellectual component, man. It, it's the thing that is like, it's so hard to really explain it to, to I would say a younger person, just because I know when I was young, you think everything is very black and white. There's only a couple things that are gray. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly everything's black and white. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you get through college, you go through things, you do what have you, and you realize like, yeah, no, there's way more than 50 shades of gray. Jeez, there is like a million <laughs> miles of gray. Like you don't even have any idea. Like it's, and you're like the black and white, the people who are stu- still focused on that aren't thinking. Like that's, yeah. I hear it, man. I hear it. Yeah. I mean, we could yeah. we could definitely break it down some more. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah. I think we, well, we got to go on. There's a show. There's a show here. <laughs> we'll save it for yeah. part two. We'll save it for episode yeah. two. Yeah. Um, but all right, man, we made it to the closeout portion where this next question is actually from my previous guest. Um, and shout out to Julian Quickstad. Uh, Julian's question for you is how would you make the biggest impact in the world? Like if, if you were to make an impact on the world, what would you do to make the biggest impact? Man, that is a good question. Yeah. If I were to make the biggest impact... I would try to figure out a way to make a bartering slash non-financial economic system that could meet everybody's needs. That's, that's going to be yeah. tough, man. <laughs> that's very tough. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I just got done with an episode on my podcast Uh, It's the Maldives. They used to use seashells as currency. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, how would you judge a seashell and it's worth? Like, is it like the bigger the shell? Is it the colors of the shell? Like, how did they, like, is it a particular type of shell? And then like, 
depending on Maldives is like a thousand different islands, right? And they're just spread across the Indian Ocean. So you're kind of sitting there thinking like, were certain islands, were they richer purely because those type of shells were washing on their shores? Mm, I got you. Right? So like, like, and that's the hard part is you're trying to like figure out what's going to make it non-equitable, right? And I just think that money at least the way that it's being used throughout the world today the more of it that you have there's all these implications there's all these things that are portrayed on it mostly good but there's quite a few things that are bad as well and then if you don't have a lot of money it's the opposite you mostly have a lot of bad things attached to you and only a couple of good things Mm. and instead of having all these things that you can't control right it's money like if you have a certain set of skills you should be able to have that valued by whomever right yeah. doesn't matter and i yeah it's about a, a making a good equity something equitable for everybody and I, I think it has to be something that's like i said like a barter where it's like i can provide this knowledge this thing that i do and this will cover five heads of cabbage and a thing of mushrooms like i you know like if if i can help you do this and that can you teach my kid how to use this and this like you know that kind of thing but at the same time like that's hard because then you've got these like renegade people that are just like i'm gonna learn everything and then i'll never have to ask anything from anybody and you're like yeah really huh brain surgery you can do that on yourself (laughs) like you know like come on man like it just it's one of those things where like yeah i would try to make a financial system that is not based on a digit that it being higher or lower changes your entire outcome of your life i would try to hopefully create something like that yeah, man. I mean, more, more power to you. I, I think I'm not going to say it's impossible, but, uh, you know, it's always it sounds like it. It sounds like it. It, it, all, it always helps. Uh, it's, it's the daydream, right? Like, that's yeah. the thing that, like, you know, it, it just it runs up there like a, like a mouse in a house, man. It just runs around. Yeah. You're just like, what can I do to find? And people are like, crypto. And I'm like, hey, no, no, no. Still based on a digit. It's still based on something that like, and it's mining and all this stuff that I, I don't want to do. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You know, I'd be thinking though, like the uh, Julian Quickstad who, who gave me this question, you know, he, he mentioned like, you know, he gave it because he likes to dream big, right? Um, yeah. So you're going to think about that. It's a very big dream. Um, but I think the reason why and- I said it, I don't wouldn't consider it impossible is I think you had the right people working with you on this uh you know on this mission that's one thing and also right. you know scaling it down because i'm a big dreamer too uh i have changed the world tatted on me and you know i wish i could scale that down a little more <laughs> like maybe i should yeah. change a country or change a state or something like that <laughs> yeah so oh, I mean, yeah yeah so for yourself and and that vision that day daydream it's all about having the right people and maybe just scaling it down to maybe your your, your town, maybe your your state, uh, and then yeah. plant those seeds. So then yeah. generations will get inspired, right? Um, right. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's one of those things. You never know what will like uh, just completely build a community around itself. It's like you're saying how many people kind of latch on and can, you know, help divvy it out or do what have you. At first, you got to start with like, you know, your community and then it goes to a, a state, county, whatever. And then, yeah. Yeah. So sure. you hear about people, you know, trading, I don't know lettuce and all this other stuff throughout uh oregon it might be something i caused i'll I'll, I'll tell folks that i know that guy so (laughs) exactly exactly an oregon woman traded five paper clips for a duck tonight at 11 you're like oh that's that devin guy he did that i bet he figured it out yeah uh who knows man who knows yeah my uh, second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 questions? Mm, man, sounds like, a, yeah, the guy before me, he, he took a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, since I, I, like I said, I deal with food a lot, especially with, whether it's my podcast, daily life, what have you. I, I love it. Can't get enough of it sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Um, So I would say if you could share a meal with a, a community or a set of people that you don't understand very well, who would they be? Interesting. Sure. Yeah. Whether it's them sharing their food with you or you are sharing your food with them. I'm just writing it down. Yeah. Uh, but let me think about this one. I, I, I've started to answer this question at the end just so I can answer yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but if I could share a meal with a community or set of people that I don't understand well, it I don't know. I got if I had more thought about it, maybe I could get a better answer. But right now, I want to say rich people, man. I want to say the elite. rich people. Uh, yeah, you know, just the people that are making so much money that they don't know what to do with, and yeah. you know, maybe the folks that continuously still want to build their wealth. Um, I want to. I want to ask them a bunch of questions about like why and. <laughs> Is, yeah. there, is there any don't is there anything more you can do for the world but i'm sure people have their reasons um but i, I just want to know uh yeah and i i think i would want to maybe have it like a potluck where i bring something to share it with them oh, there and you hopefully go. they bring yeah. something they can share because i'm pretty right. sure rich people are going to bring something fancy i've never had before yeah um, and i can yeah. bring something filipino that maybe they haven't had before yeah <laughs> there you go but yeah yeah you're like here's some adobo here's some lumpia come yeah. on <laughs> what'd you bring jeff and he's just like yeah caviar well, things yeah brought caviar foie gras and five pressed duck you're like Jeez, Jeff. Everything I bet my food's plates. better than yours. <laughs> yeah, I bet my food's better than yours. And it would be. It would be amazingly better. And that's like the thing that I, I find interesting with all that kind of stuff. I figured out not too long ago that one of my relatives way, way back, they were Osage, uh, Native American. Oh, snap. Um, and I... I would try to share a meal in in my own self-interest, right? Obviously, 
but that that would be one is try to share a meal i would hope they share their food with me because my food is not going to blow them away I, you know <laughs> um but their food it would be something that would be totally a different experience and then to understand the culture what's happened throughout time all those good things i would love that uh for in general uh i would love to share a meal with probably you know and granted uh jose andres uh he's already doing a big thing of this already with uh world central kitchen but mm. i'd be sharing meals with those folks in ukraine probably mm. hearing their stories good uh i hope uh yeah. hopefully not war torn stories but you know good things of like what do you you know remember of these things and those things and just trying to provide comfort with that because yeah same with uh, the folks in Afghanistan, to be honest. Yeah, same thing. For sure. Just your world gets upended by things that, you know, you don't have much control over. It's, uh, yeah, it's a crazy thing. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I know I, I, I don't have too many Afghani, Afghanistan friends. I met this one guy. He kind of told me a little bit about his experience, and it blew my mind. I was like, yeah. You have- that was your childhood that was you know like you know we're around the same age so we he lived through all that stuff from from my end over here i'm watching it on tv like oh shit you know so right yeah yeah definitely you're just getting the the snippet news story right and then yeah he's talking about weeks and months of his life and you're just like oh my gosh like whoa What, yeah. what do I say? Oh, I'm sorry, but that's crazy. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. That's all yeah. I can say. You, you've got the, the platitudes that, yeah. you know, just, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. man. Dang, I bet that sucked. Like, <laughs> and you just, it's like, ugh. How do I, how can I relate as much as I want to, you know? I know. Yeah. 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 I've noticed if you just say something towards the effect of like, I'm just glad you're here to tell me. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, because it's basically one. saying, I, yeah, like I'm, I'm grateful that you as a person, one, explain the situation to me because I never would have heard it otherwise. And two, just being the person that they are, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it's tough. It is tough. It's so hard. I, 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 I have a journalism background and mm. I talked to a guy that was going to the University of Oregon and he was from Iraq and he grew up during the Iraq war and similar situation happened to me where he's explaining what he was going through and yeah, you're just like, Oh, like I, I know what I was doing during those years and it was not that like oh my gosh like you know and you just it is it's it's astonishing to hear whether it's asylees refugees their stories man it life-altering i i don't think people can come away from those conversations without having a, a gut check you know it's yeah it's a they're a different person man for sure like yeah from from i guess i don't know what you call normal but someone who's been through that amount of things in life uh is it makes you a very unique person having a unique experience mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah hear that totally 
All right, boss, we made it to the very last question, the question that ties everything together. But 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Yeah, sorry about the heat. Um, <laughs> they might like it. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I hope that what I did during my lifetime has impacted you all in a good way during yours. And I hope that the world has gotten better from the collective efforts of everyone involved because that is who everyone is. We are all in this together. doesn't matter if you're in a hut somewhere in Brazil in the rainforest or you're in a house in Ukraine or you're you know, in Norway trying to, you know, help with a certain community. We are all in this and we come from different perspectives that are all glorious and amazing. And that is, uh, that's life. Everybody chases to figure out what life is about. And I think everybody will still continue to chase it, (laughs) but, uh, to love others, to be loved and to, uh, help others and to always remember that human beings are human um yeah don't lose it because that's when things go awry usually and so i hope that we've done a good thing and that what i'm saying makes sense and that it's not 300 years from now and you're like man there's two countries in this whole world and we're still shooting rockets at each other Mm -hmm. i hope it's not the case Gotcha, yeah. man. They hear yeah. you. They hear you. They're gonna yeah. hear you. Yeah. Uh-huh. You better. I got a loud <laughs> voice. Dang it. I got a beard. I hope you all can grow beards. <laughs> In that time. Oh, man. Uh, they might have yeah. a, like, I don't know, maybe the style at that point might be beards to the floor, you know? And uh, we're just rocking maybe. super epic beards. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Maybe like hair follicles are like floating, and so you can change your hairstyle and do all this Ooh. stuff. Yeah, it just floats around <laughs> you, you know. I can uh, just you know do the twist on my mustache and it stays that exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just stays that way. No, no, no pomade, nothing needed. You just. It was the McDonald's yeah. man. The McDonald's. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you know McDonald's started as a fast food burger chain? They're like, nah, man, they're like the best hair company out there. We're like, what? Sitting in our frozen cryodomes. We're like, what is this? Yeah. It's going to be like Futurama. Futurama where our heads. Yeah. And it's just our bodies, you know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be like the Nixon head. Yeah. Just floating in water. Oh, man. I tell you. Um, but all right, boss. Uh, anything you'd like to add before we head out of here? Why don't you tell the folks out there yeah. and possibly your descendants as well that you, yeah. about your podcast and where to find you? Dang right. Yeah. Culinary Convo. We talk about food, cuisine, culinary arts from around the world throughout history and also in your own backyard. Uh, we talk over recipes from family cookbooks, from chef cookbooks. But mainly, uh, as of late, we've been doing Mapping the Culinary World, where we talk about different countries and their food. And then we also talk about Plate in Time, which is me just picking a year 
uh, and going over all the things food and culinary wise that happened then. And then also I do United Foods of America. And that one lately personally has been interesting me uh, quite a bit because I thought I knew quite a bit about food in the U.S. And and I'm learning new things each time. So it's really great. And I just hope everybody can catch us at www.culinaryconvo.com. We're on all the platforms. I think every time I check my RSSS feed thing, it's like you're on nine, 10 providers. Like wherever you get podcasts, go and look and find us. CC, Culinary Convo, you can listen. And I hope to see those numbers. It'll be great. And same with 34. Check out 34 and check out Our Last Meal Pod uh, or Our Last Meal with Andrew. Really great. That's how I found Mr. 34 here. And you get to join a great little community within our little podcast world. It's really great. For sure, boss. Thank you, Devin, uh, again for stopping by. Uh, Please don't forget to send me all that information in the email so I can make sure it's in in my uh, description or info section yeah. wherever you're checking us out yeah. um but yeah man this was a great conversation we didn't even get to the wheel so i'll be looking forward to a part two um yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you need or are looking for any guests for your pod or anything i could bring just to return the favor let me know i would love yeah. to stop by uh your yeah. your space and your universe as well totally um, yeah but yeah. You can hop on. You can hop on any time. I, I will. You know what? I there. There are countries that I promise you, you do not know the name of, <laughs> and you can hop on. And me and you, we will go adventuring with our little culinary machetes and figure out what we can find. It'll okay. Be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. That sounds great. We'll, be good. We'll talk more about it um, after, after off camera. Right. That's what we say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah man thank you and I want to thank all the folks out there if you're tuning in on YouTube watching on Spotify or watching on YouTube tuning in on Spotify or Apple Podcasts I want to thank you for your time as well uh, remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions peace peace <laughs> and it fades uh-huh. from <laughs>